Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to the Benchcast. And we are here with our guest, Nikki Mammoth. Hey. And <laughs> we already got some, some crazy Instagram questions coming in already. What do we got else? Crazy? We got from St. Dennis the Menace. How Whoa. long have you been doing Strongman? Oh. That's a good good question to kick us off on. Yep. Uh, it's been about two years, two, two three years, actually competing. I feel like it's been three years because I was at your first meet. Was yeah. Was that 2015? I don't know. You know better than I do. I, I think know. it's three years. I blacked out at that meet. I don't even remember it. <laughs> three years and... How'd you get the name Mammoth? You gave me that's that name. not your... Everyone asks, that's not your real name. No, I get that question a lot. So is what's that, your real name? My name is Nicholas Garrido. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know why I don't go by that. It's, everyone always has a nickname when they come on, so we go over real names first. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't, like, you didn't introduce me as, like, Nick Dorito, because, like, I've gotten that a lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you gave me that nickname because you posted this crazy Mammoth picture on Facebook, and then I don't wear shoes, I'm hairy, and I always knock stuff over. So you're like, oh, he's like a mammoth. So he's it was there. He's got the beard, shaved head. He's got good <laughs> like mammoths do. Yeah, exactly like mammoths. He's yeah. A big, he's a big guy. He's woolly. So <laughs> what the hell? But you took it, you ran with it. Now you're Nicky Mammoth. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows me about mammoth now. I even got the belt. Yeah, he got a custom Pioneer Fit belt. It says, what, mammoth on the back? That's it. Yeah. Got a cool logo. I got the cool Star Wars logos going on. Of course. Oh, shit. Got to represent. Yeah, that's uh, it's a badass belt. I love that thing. So let's let's take it back to that first strongman meet. So for everyone listening, you're not really a powerlifter like we're accustomed to having on the air. No, I'm you a real man. are more. You identify as a strongman. Yes. So your first meet, we're saying about three years back. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you wouldn't call it a meet, right? You'd call it a show. Yeah, if you want to be like cool. So we we went to that show in the summer. It was in Pennsylvania. Uh, it was at the York Barbell Hall of Fame. It was a great venue. It was outside. I assume most of these things are outside. I'm yes. I'm not like an expert strongman guy, but uh, it seems like they're all outside. Unless it's Nationals. Nationals is usually inside. Probably because you need the room, right? Yeah. So, went down there. Beautiful venue. It was outside. Turned out to be a good day. It was hot. Hot as hell. Very oh hot. God. So, what were your emotions going through that day? I mean, you've been training for that for a while, right? And then, uh, then here's the day first strongman show see it was weird because i have anxiety issues and stuff like that and i was worried about how i was going to do in front of people and that was the least of my problems once i got out there i thought i was the cock of the walk i thought it was the greatest thing on earth it was awesome and um you did have a little pep in your step yeah i was ready to go the heat got to me and ended that real quick but getting ready for the competition i had no idea what i was getting myself into like i had like i I research everything front and back to the point where my girlfriend needs to like pull me away from the computer. So I knew what to expect, but I didn't really have ever done it before. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do whatever the lifts were, like the circus dumbbell and the yoke. Do they tell you beforehand <coughs> this particular event? Yes. but so you it, knew all of them. Yeah, but it can change. Like I could have shown up that morning and be like, oh, listen, we had a equipment problem. We're not doing that anymore. So really, it's up in the air. Yeah, it really. Sometimes is. they don't tell you, right? No, sometimes they don't. Like sometimes they have this fun thing called a mystery event. And oh, okay, all right. Th- yeah, it um, just means that you don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a sh- it's like CrossFit but stronger. Exactly, stronger real men to strong men. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was your first. I remember you had the t-shirts. There were some badass t-shirts. I think I still have mine. Okay, you had like an outline of yourself. 
Yeah, silhouette. Like shadow, yep, silhouette. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was badass. So it's basically your body on this shirt, mm-hmm. and it had the saying. You remember the saying on it? It was, um, there's always going to be somebody stronger or faster than you. It's up to you how much stronger and faster they are. And then your name at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that was a badass shirt. Loved that shirt. Um, but you had the whole crew out there. Who is there again? Oh, my God, everybody. My girlfriend, my mom, Andy was there. You were there. Yeah, the whole crew. Got a whole big show. First event. Yeah. yeah. Entourage. um, You had the whole tent set up. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool about Strongman. You got your own little camp set up outside. You got the tent. Yeah. It's almost like your son bathing out at the beach or something. And then you're lifting weights. Everyone's chilling. And you're just watching people lift things that are freaking heavy Mm -hmm. in different ways, too. It's not the same lifts all the time. No. That's what I appreciate about Strongman. Is powerlifting can get kind of boring. It's a little tedious. Let's, let's face the facts. You're benching, you're squatting, you're deadlifting. And so know, is the next person. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing the same shit. But at this, like sometimes you can't even perform an event. Yeah. Some people just can't lift it. You don't get to pick reason. your weights. But sometimes you crush one event, suck at another event, do all right at another, kind of all levels out. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would you say your best event is? I remember that one. Um, what was your favorite? I remember you struggled a little bit with the yoke at first because I think it was your first time ever under a yoke. That was I didn't even get to train the yoke, so that was miserable. And they left that damn thing out in the sun. So after the competition, I had blisters along my back, so that was miserable. But my best event, hands down, is overhead press. You give me anything, I'll put it over my head. Yeah, you seem very into the overhead press. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I actually wanted to go over with you later on. But um, that's that's a huge part, uh, part of strongman, overhead pressing. I always say, I always joke, strongman's everything I suck at. Overhead pressing, oh God. deadlifting, <clears throat> carrying heavy things. <laughs> Besides emotional baggage. Conditioning. <laughs> so... What that was your probably your best event overhead press? Oh, without a doubt. I don't really like the incline. I saw incline log at once. Yeah, that was my second competition. Oh, yeah, I probably crushed that. I got mm-hmm. little little arms. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun. And I remember that one too. Um, they loaded up kids in the back of the truck. Yeah. And I'm like, this is pretty badass. It's, it's like not even sandbags or anything. You're just throwing kids, throwing literally into the back of the truck. Yeah. And it's part of the competition. Mm-hmm. That was pretty badass. Very regulated. Yeah. But everyone was moving the same amount of kids, so it's good to go. <laughs> exactly. But if one of them had to go to the bathroom or something, you're freaking stuck in the back of that truck. Uh-huh. Get back in there, kid. Hold it. Pop. <laughs> we don't care. Someone's got to pull you around. <laughs> but that's what I like about Strongman. Just ran, kind of the randomness of the events. A lot of different events. Um, it's just really cool to see. I was sure ever see a Strongman event. Only at the Arnold. It was... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry he couldn't make it to the yeah. Yep. He didn't get the invite. It definitely looks really interesting. I wanted to ask you, if you know the difference, what's the difference between a strong man and something like Highland Games? Highland Games, you're doing a lot more weird stuff, and you're throwing a lot more stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know the names particularly, but there's one where you're pretty much running and throwing a telephone pole, yep, and then yep. you're throwing um, a bale of hay, like 15 feet in the air, using a pitchfork. So it's... In my opinion, it's really cool, but it's like it's really hard to train for it. I I, I can imagine it's a little tall, real hard. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot more beer involved with Highland Games. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> like that's it's, just you just yeah. go because you want to be kind of like Strong Man, but wear a kilt and drink more beer. Yeah, pretty much, and throw things with pitchforks. Yeah, <clears throat> so I, I think that would be more up my alley. I would like to that's throw up things everyone's and drink alley. Beer. It's yeah. amazing. 
So I might try that someday. You should. You know, get a kilt. Toss the kilt on and get ready to go. What the hell? You start throwing things. <laughs> do they do those around here? Do we know? Uh, there's Long one in, I think, Old Westbury. But you have to join, like, a club to participate in those Highland games. Very exclusive. Yeah. I don't know how you join it. I've looked into it, and there's only, like, one on Long Island that I've seen. Interesting. I figure if you bring enough beer, they'll just let you in. I'm assuming. Yeah. Beer and a kilt, you're in. That's it. <laughs> Be slightly inebriated. So we talked a little bit about the difference between strongman, powerlifting. It's pretty obvious. Powerlifting, and I mean strongman and Highland Games. And we don't really have to touch on CrossFit. We yeah. all know what CrossFit is. Yeah. So um, what's how you train for strongman versus how we might train for powerlifting? Uh, it's it's very um, random, like the events. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot to train for. Mm-hmm. You know, powerlifting, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. You're doing variations of the lifts yeah. pretty much. But how would you approach your strongman training? What have you done in the past? Well, with powerlifting, you pretty much know that you need to do waves, blocks, periodization, obviously. Um, with strongman, you need a lot more general physical preparedness, UPP. So you might, let's say, do your squats, superset it with sled pulls. You might do your squats and superset it with, like, carrying cute girls in the gym or something like that. Um, so pressing all the women in the gym. Exactly. you gotta get, you got to be ready to move people. <laughs> so what I've done in the past is I've used a basic powerlifting template because you need to be strong at those three. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be more specific in my accessory work. So, <clears throat> so if I know I have a competition coming up and I have the events for it, and let's say there's going to be an atlas stone. I'll start doing more flies so my chest gets stronger. More rows so I can pick up the stone from the floor and stuff like that. So I'll be more powerlifting in my main movement and more strongman in my general movement. And recently I started doing giant sets. Shout out to Brian Alzrew. Um It's a lot of shit all together. No yes, rest. Yes, no rest. Yep. So my last program I did, I went from, what was it, kettlebell swings, squats, Planks and then med ball slams, working up to one rep max. That was miserable. That was just miserable. <laughs> Imagine. The conditioning's got to be a whole nother level. And you're not, you're, you're a big guy. Yeah. So you got to move a lot yeah. and quickly. Like, and you have to rest only 60 seconds in between each giant set. So I found that kind of programming really shot my conditioning up and really made me generally prepared for whatever they throw at me. That's what I was using for this competition that was coming up. Were you winded at first, your first competition? Uh, yeah. My conditioning for my size has always been really well, for whatever reason. Um, I've always been very quick, and I've always been very well conditioned. But after like the second event, I realized how much more my conditioning can improve. Yeah. So I yeah. always make sure to add stuff on my off days or more giant sets, throw in some jump ropes in between my work and stuff like that. Don't sit around and wait, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what ca- that would probably catch me by surprise is uh, conditioning. Yeah, you it's always a whole other level. It is. I mean, powerlifting. If you can just get in there, do nine attempts. Yep, you're good. You're, you're good to go. And that but, could take all day. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, that's a whole other level of conditioning. Um, but I'm sure that's what makes it fun as well. It's just so much more to train for. Oh yeah. And the specificity of it, I think, is pretty cool. Like you were saying training your chest in that fly motion to mm-hmm. get ready for the atlas stones uh, you, you think about how you're grabbing the stone i mean you're kind of coming over kind of like a fly anyway yeah yeah so it's interesting how you have to kind of 
You have to pick, dissect everything. You have to pick your accessories smart. Yeah. And everything, like really everything for a strongman program is super targeted to what you know, It all has a spot, like a specific reason it's in there. Yeah. You know, whereas powerlifting, you only have so much to play with. you got to get some variations in there. Yeah, but of course. It, it's mostly to change the stimulus. It's all kind of the, the same. Yeah. Um, you have but, such a larger exercise pool to pick from when you're programming in. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the real yeah. issue. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like close grip bench versus regular bench versus wide grip bench versus bench with chains. It's like you're just benching still. Yeah. So um, you just talk about a little bit how you train for the upcoming meets. Mm. Uh, I know everyone's a little bit different, however. What I've seen in the past is, um, you know, strongman will train the power lifts. They always seem to train the power lifts because yeah. they really hit everything uh, pretty general, lower, upper body. Yeah, of course. So you're getting a good baseline of strength. So I'd, I'd see them train the power lifts, usually, you know, the same as a power lifter almost, with mm-hmm. some uniqueness to the accessories and some other stuff thrown in, maybe something with a log, some stonework. But um, mostly kind of doing the same thing as power lifters, getting that same training. But then there's always like an event day. Yeah. There always seems to be an event day with a strong man. Yeah. That thing's really cool. And that seems to be just a day where you either take the events you're going to do at, at the meet mm-hmm. or the show and uh, or just put something together and you're just moving stones, you're carrying yeah. you're farmer's carries, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But um, is that how you have an event day? Uh, I used yeah, yeah. to have an event day, and I found that it was too much for me. Uh, because let, let's say you have five events, you go in, you train five events to let's say you do three speed and two maximal, you're gonna get worn down. So I found if you do, you spread the event day out, and then condense it as you get closer to the competition, it works better. So let's say you do ten weeks before you meet. And then another three weeks before you meet. And those last three weeks, you condense from, let's say, a three-event day week to a two-event day week to a one-day event week. And then you do your competition. I find that doing everything on one day right away just burns you out way too quick. Okay. So you like to split it up. Yeah. Okay. So I, well, that makes sense because, again, that's probably the most specific you're going to be is yeah. doing actual events. Exactly. And you don't want to do too much at once because, you know, if you're – Bringing it for that first exercise, and that's why we always have a main movement for powerlifting, because by the time you're in accessories, you're burnt to shit. Yeah. So you want to be fresh. You want to bring it every single time you're Mm -hmm. touching those events. So you probably put those in, you know, somewhere on those other days, maybe start with them as a main movement. Exactly. All right. So this way I'm fresh. Because if you do it, let's say, on a Saturday, which is what every strongman does, by event three, sure, you're training it in the competition style, but by event three, any work you're getting from it you're not really reaping the benefits of. You're just burning yourself out and digging yourself in a deeper hole. There's some of the craziest <laughs> exercises that you've done in training. I saw a video of you. Um, oh, one, God, here we go. I think pulling some truck in some parking lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen a, lot. a video of you <laughs> loading kids on some kind of Santa sleigh ride thing in the <laughs> middle of the street. I forget the whole deal. It's a whole gimmick. And you were pulling kids down the street, freaking everyone out. If he's not dressed as Santa or a reindeer, you have to do it again. It's not anabolic. (laughs) You always have sandals on. Always. You've done some crazy bullshit. You've thrown stones into power lines. Is that true? Yeah, uh, not stones. I've thrown uh, empty propane tanks. Empty propane tanks. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Into power lines. Mm Mm-hmm. So why don't you summarize some of the crazy bullshit you've done so far? (laughs) (laughs) How do I summarize this? Uh, I can't. So, again, in Strongman, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, and you don't know the quality 
of what you're lifting because I've gone to competitions where it's literally like a dumbbell taped to other things. So, and it's all very expensive and the gyms are hard to find. There's one like in Long Island City and I'm not driving three hours to go train strongman lift. So there's be times where I need to work on a truck pull. So I'll hook up my car, my mom's car together and pull it in a harness in a parking lot for like a hundred feet, which is miserable. Um, there'd be times where I, ha- the only thing I could throw is propane tanks. So I had, to, there was a weight over bar event, so I had to train it. So I threw propane tanks into a trampoline. Sometimes to hit the trampoline, <laughs> sometimes the power lines. Uh, there was times where I would, to get ready for a truck pull, I would load up a tire on asphalt because there's more um, friction. With plates, kegs, and my girlfriend's younger brother, great for Instagram videos, the best shot ever, and I would drag him down the block. Uh, for squats and stabilities with that, uh, makeshift earthquake bars with PVC pipes, yeah. uh, you name it. Nothing on a BOSU ball, whatever the hell they're called. Never done that before. But it's usually me just finding the cheapest ways to make whatever I need to train. Elvis, if he sends in some clips, can you throw that in the podcast? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I think great. everyone wants to see this thing <laughs> with the kids now. Okay, that yeah. That was a great video. I you definitely. Make sure you send that in, and we're going to put it all into this podcast, and they're going to see it right now. Okay. That, that was awesome. And that's a good one. It sounds like there's almost no standardized equipment. Like, there's in powerlifting, obviously. You know, yeah. bars, some weights, plates, and everything. Everything's pretty much the same for me to me. Mm-hmm. For you, from show to show, it's obviously all going to be different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the inclusion of Rogue now being so into Strongman... Things are getting a lot more standardized, a lot more commercialized, but still, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the thing A that you got on thing B, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes things a little bit more challenging to train for. Yeah, I mean, you don't, if you don't have a gym that even has strongman equipment, I mean, you're just grabbing random shit, and making your own, or you know, just making stuff up and the go. Mm-hmm. Like you said, propane tank. I'm sure you would love a keg. But if you don't have a keg, yep. what the hell are you going to do? They're not always in. Uh, I got four kegs sitting back at my house in Massachusetts. You can come by there. <laughs> I'll my throw them over happy. here. I got a huge-ass tire. He can't get rid of anymore. Okay. So you can take that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's really that's really interesting. I mean, it's easy to train powerlifting. You find a barbell, you can get it done. But, yeah. It takes so a lot of ingenuity you, for strong man. Just like, a, you got to MacGyver some things. Yeah. <laughs> where do you train uh, now? You have a specific place. You still make shift in the backyard. Um, uh, since I moved, I can't really make shift. I don't think my landlord would appreciate me like digging up the so dirt. You know, a, a place now. Yeah, without, there's, you don't have a yard, right? No, I don't have a yard. It's um, Ultimate Gym, and I think Hicksville it is. Mm-hmm. So the owner's really great. Uh, he lets me bring in all my personal strongman equipment. There's another strongman there. He brings his stuff. We got stones in the back, tires we can flip in the back. He has prowlers. He lets me bring my farmer handles. He's a really cool guy. So luckily, I can now train strongman in the air conditioning for the most part. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a good nice, place. Especially yes. in the yeah. summer. Oh, yeah. With this heat. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's nice that you got a place to train because a lot of people, I imagine, uh, if you're into a strongman and you don't know where the hell to begin, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard venturing out trying to find a, a gym that caters to yeah. stones and all that other stuff you have. Uh, I like... I didn't know at first, so a tire, really easy to get your hands on. You yeah. Just go to any tire place, and mm-hmm. they're happy to get rid of them for the most part. Oh, yeah, they're more than so happy. you throw them in a truck, take them off. So that's a quick tip for getting the tires. Uh, Steal them from lucky. a construction site, from a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just run quick. Just run real quick. The kegs, not so much. I don't know. Um, I was lucky I had, they were getting rid of them at, at our gym, so um, I was able to scoop some of those up. 
Do you have any tips for grabbing a keg? Uh, you can go to like a liquor store that actually like, sells kegs, uh, like for like parties and stuff like that. They ask you for a deposit. Uh, just don't bring it back. Um, it's not really legal, I found out, but hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. And you, you can keg, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've actually gone to places, told them that I was strong man, and I was like, listen, I need to buy a keg. They're like, okay, the deposit's like twenty bucks or whatever it is. I'll let you take the keg. I won't fill it with alcohol or anything like that. Just take the keg. It's broken anyway. So if you go to the people, they might know what Strongman is, they might not, but this guy just happened to him. He was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. We talked about Strongman. He gave me the keg for 20 bucks. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So then you got a keg. You got a tire now. What are some other pieces you'd want if you're starting out? You farmer's handles. I mean, those are pretty easy to get. You buy online. Yeah, you can buy those online. Um, and if not, you can always use dumbbells. It's not the same, and they're going to get in the way and bang into your thighs, mm-hmm. but it's better than nothing. Um like, how did you start out? You knew you wanted to do strongman. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell equipment did you first get? Like, what's, let's say you don't even know where you shop. Let's say you're a total beginner and you're looking okay. to get into it. You don't know where to shop. You don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what the events are. What okay. are baby's first steps? Yeah. Um, I would get some sort of fat grips of some sort. Uh, I have iron bulls, I think they are. It's three inches around. Those so it's big. Yeah, that's like a two-liter bottle of soda you put on a dumbbell. <laughs> So you could put that on anything. You could put it on a barbell to simulate an axle. You could put it on a dumbbell to simulate a circus dumbbell. So definitely get a very big fat grip. And then go to Dick's Sporting Goods, or any sporting goods store, I'm assuming, and get a deer dragging harness. And you can actually use that to pull trucks. And it's only like 10 bucks. They're like dirt cheap. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. I got one for like 300, 100. <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot more comfortable. Mine digs in a little bit. Yeah, but I've... I've pulled 15,000 pounds of truck before in mine. Yeah. It just hurts more. Um, and I would get a decent belt. Those would be the two first things I would get. Because with the belt, you're probably looking under 100 bucks, And it's a great – you can bring it to any gym and hardly anybody would have a problem with you doing what you want to do with it. So fat grips – Deer dragging harness. Okay, get the harness. Uh, get that a belt. Big? That's usually in all, all the events, right? You're dragging something. You're dragging something or you're pulling something. And you can always put the belt on backwards and just walk backwards with it. Okay. So you can always do that. So freak out the people in your neighborhood or mm-hmm. find an empty parking lot, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I freaked out the people in my neighborhood. <laughs> cops will stop. I've been stopped by cops asking me what I was doing in the middle of a parking lot, but it's all right. Dragging cars, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. It's not, not against the law, man. <laughs> got something needs pulling? <laughs> I got you. So now, now you got those basics. Mm-hmm. Now you want to, um, you know, kind of splurge into some other areas here. Okay. Like, what are some other events and where do you shop for like uh, accessories? Where I know powerlifters, lead FTS is really big. I know mm-hmm. you said Rogue starting to get more strongman friendly. Mm-hmm. But what's like your main go-to websites you check out? Uh, I would definitely stick with Elite FTS because they're amazing. They sell everything. Okay. Uh, Dave Tate is the man. Uh, what else? Rogue, like you said, they're a little bit more expensive, and I don't really know how much more they're worth the money. I've used Cerebrus before, Cerebrus, however you want to pronounce it. I wasn't a big fan of their uh, sandbags. Uh, mine ripped really quickly. Um, but you can always make stuff. If I thought my next step would in splurging, quote unquote, would be Atlas stone molds, which you can get from Slater Strength, and because then you can just put concrete and make them. Yeah, you can just make your own. Cheap after that. Exactly. Thing. You could put styrofoam balls in it or uh, weights in it to make it heavier or lighter if you use a styrofoam. Mm-hmm. And then I would honestly invest in a good safety squat bar. That bar has done more for me than 
anything. So you use that majority of training? Yeah, because from sh- a strong man, your shoulders get beat up so hard that to crank underneath a standard barbell is just... Yeah, it's tough, huh? Yeah, my hands go numb real quick. Uh, that's interesting because I remember um, I was training for the Arnold Full Power. That bar I would use every week. I was real adamant about it because mm-hmm. I felt like being in the squat suit, having a higher bar position... Very, very easy to kind of get pulled forward with the bar. Yes. And I always loved how the safety squat challenges that. You have to really stay upright, mm-hmm. and then your core, the core demands are there. Big oh, it's time. insane. So I was adamant about using that bar. I had 12 weeks of prep. I used it 12 weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess 11 because I had a week off in there. But uh, 12, 11, 12 weeks straight. And, um, you know, if it wasn't main movement, it was a, it was the secondary movement with you know bands around my knees or something yeah. and doing something with the safety squad so it is a great bar um do you have the ss yoke one from elite fts yeah i was my some bit my gym was lucky enough to use it bring it in and then quit the gym and just lift the bar there so i was lucky enough to get it for free did you play around with the transformer bar yet i wish i have um one of our team lifters adam he has a transformer bar and he has some mobility issues, so we took him away from the straight bar for a while, and he's been really putting that transformer bar to use. I heard it's I'm great. Sure he's happy about. Got mm-hmm. all these different settings. I don't even know half the things. I think there's a low bar setting type of deal. There's like a regular or foot massage squat. setting. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. No, there's just one for everything there. Oh. So he's been putting that to use, but it's nice because it's not just your standard yoke bar or mm-hmm. your SSB bar. It's uh. Yeah, it's, it has all these different variations to it. So yeah. you get different stimulus every time. It's not exactly. exactly the same. So it saves your shoulders, but allows you to get some different variations. In yeah. It. So I love that bar. Um, well, at least I haven't tried it, but I love the uh, idea of it. Uh, do you know how much it would go for? I don't even know. You have to buy them from Kabuki, huh? Yeah. I have no idea how much they go for. Uh, it would be interesting to get hands on, try that baby out. He's always having sales, though, so. Yeah. All right. We'll have to pick one up someday. You can search quicker. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elvis is on the keys come right on. now. He's looking come it on. up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is free go, advertising go, go, for Kabuki go, go, go. Strength. Come on, we're plugging him. Send us a bar. Five ninety nine. I'm going to need you to send him his check after. Can, <laughs> the invoice. Send him the invoice because we did free advertising. Am I doing Kabuki and Ultimate Gym? Or are they... Yeah, both of them, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. We don't do these things for free. No. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, going on, Lee, what's your favorite strongman? There's a lot of big guys out there. I think it's more well-known now. Um, you know, there's some documentaries out. There's, uh, you know, it's always so big at the Arnold. I think yeah. the Arnold's less strong, like, less bodybuilding now, and more, it's all about the strongman. Well, yeah, Everyone definitely. Everyone them. I know, when I go, I'm mostly looking forward. I don't even care about competing anymore. I just want to watch <laughs> the strongman, because it's so badass. It's really cool. It's really, it's fun, because it's always a good battle. Yeah. The best guys in the world all coming together in Columbus, Ohio, and battling it out, so I always enjoy watching that. It's hard to get up there; that main stage gets packed. But real quick, yeah, I, I was mad because last year I missed. Um, they did this new event. I guess it was like a random rock. It was just like a natural stone lift. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. It's just like a freaking boulder. <laughs> yeah, there's no no smooth to it. It's just a boulder, and you gotta like lift it up. Those are easy to find too. You can train with those. Yeah, I've done it. But I mean, if I guess if one of the handles doesn't really suit your body right, you're effed. Oh yeah, that's just what it is. But you know, that's uh, that's the randomness of strongman. But I wish I saw that event. Uh, you been to the Arnold, right? You went what last couple of years ago? Year Two ago? years, I think. 
I think two years ago. That was incredible. You were probably all over the straw man, no? Oh, yeah. That was the first thing I did. I didn't yeah. even care who was selling what, giving away what, beelined it. You just wanted to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, and I see Brian Shaw breaking records every year. It's crazy how they continue to break records. Yeah, him and his stone. Like Every year he just wants to break his own record by five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite? I mean, you got Brian Shaw. You got um, Vickis is always in it, right? And oh, yeah, Big Z. You got Thor. My bi- I really like Eddie Hall because he's such an instigator. Hall, yeah. He's always causing problems. He's always talking shit. And he's always getting people mad at him, and I love it. And he did what he said. He won World's Strongest Man, and he retired. He, he's not coming. That's it for him? That's, he, that's what he says, and he's stuck to it so far. So I'm happy with that. I, I, I don't like when people are like, oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And the next year you see him at the competition. It's like, you're yeah. not out. You never were, yeah. poser. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like strength sports... A little harder to get out of because it's not like it's not like the pressure of being NBA or NFL or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's. I mean, if you start to suck there, I mean, now your career is really kind of going down the tubes. Imagine if Tom Brady started having a couple of really bad seasons where everyone started to want him to leave. Yeah, that's yeah, really. Good I mean, it's gonna happen when he's like fifty-eight though. At this point. Yeah, fifty-eight. I don't know about yeah. that. Maybe <laughs> seventy. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, on strength sports, it's like you still respect the guy. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it would be harder to leave. Yeah. Like, that's like that's B- Big Z, who is not competing nearly as of a high caliber as he used to be. But after losing weight and everything, he's just an absolute animal still. And people just want to see him be an animal. Yeah. Now, didn't he win, like, a couple of years back or something? Like, not he, too long ago. He didn't win first place for, like, the last two years, three years, something like that. But he's won so. He's been doing this for like as long as I've been alive. So yeah, he's got more medals than. He's like a legend. He really is. So is he your favorite? You like Eddie Hall? You said. Yeah, I like Eddie Hall because he's just he stirs the pot. Who's all your time. favorite current guy? If you had to pick someone else, someone current, it'd probably be. It probably would be Big Z, because he's just amazing, and I love how every all the new people are. The new generation is pushing everything so hard, so much further, and Big Z just shows up and he does it anyway. So it's like he could have been doing this all along, but he didn't need to be that strong. They need to be that strong to beat him. Yeah, yeah. So it just it proves how much how, how much stronger he really can be. Yeah, well, everyone pushes each other. Yeah, you exactly. Keep going. Yeah, that's really key. Find that training environment. We always talk about. Hmm. Um, what do you think of Brian Shaw? Uh, so so you kind of sick of him. Kinda a warm. little. I I. I'm probably gonna get like hate mail and like he's gonna show up at my door and like body slam me. Like, but talking shit, Nikki. Yeah, really. Who are you? He's just like 13 feet taller than me. And um, he's definitely not listening to the bench cast. I highly doubt it. I don't know. I, I heard it gets around. Yeah, we got some good views going on last month. Uh, it's all Brian Shaw just waiting for me to come on. Um, but no, I I just don't like the fact that he always either has an excuse, has one ready, or he's injured. After somebody like Big Z, who is like pretty much rebuilt from the ground up using like screws, duct tape, and plywood, then you have Brian Shaw's like, oh, I stubbed my toe the night before, and then my nail fell off, and that's why I couldn't win the log. It's like there's always a reason why he's not the best. I see, I see. He's a big guy. You yeah. don't realize how yeah. uh, how big these dudes are. Like you know they're big in the videos, but like until you're there in person, and like, you realize how just, tall seven feet yes, tall is. They're yeah. just that much bigger. Like you can see them from the like way back. Oh on yeah, the stage. They look like normal people on the stage from all the way back at the convention center. <laughs> yeah, like you're in the parking lot, you still see them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. And I remember um, it was a Kaz. 
Bill Kazmaier. Yeah, right? the man. He, yeah, he he was in the bathroom, coming out of the bathroom. Even he's like still very impressive. Oh yeah. Um, I was running into everyone trying to go to the freaking bathroom, <laughs> which is a little weird. Being in the bathroom, all these legends around, <laughs> and then Mark Henry's walking by, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's Mark Henry!" <laughs> trying to use the urinal. <laughs> Nothing's coming out then. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, it's always a fun event. I love being at the Arnie, watching the Strongmen. Always a good time. I feel like, like I always, I always kind of get pissed. We 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 joke how Ohio probably hates me because I always kind of talk a little trash. Nothing really going on in Ohio. It's kind of a weird city to have this biggest event. Yeah, it really is. Um, but it's like you have to go. It's like I'm sick of going to Ohio because like every big <laughs> event's in Ohio, and then you got to go to do the Arnie. So I'm traveling there like twice a year now. Um, it's a long and drive. I'm just kind of sick of going to Ohio like a short, <laughs> short plane ride nothing really there it's a long freaking we always drive we always end up driving mm-hmm. I'm sick of it 9 hour 10 hour drive but um like I feel you have to be there oh like, yeah Arnold yeah. you can't not be there there's a certain energy about it yeah like every, that's just like the total strength sport get together whether you're crossfit powerful to bodybuilding strong man like you always have to be at the Arnold oh yeah it's not even what it's like the Super Bowl event it's like mm-hmm. everything yep. happens there, um, so I, I have to I have to be there. As much as I sometimes just want to take a break from going to Ohio and doing that whole thing, <laughs> it's like you have to be there. It's like you got no choice. No, you're and... either there, or you're square. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm round. I think we both are. <laughs> so what did you watch? To, um, you watch those Netflix documentaries? Yeah, you mentioned them. Mm-hmm. There's a couple out, right? Was it born born strong or yeah. something? And then there was another one I was watching. Um, both follow all the strong men. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was like they followed four specific. It was mostly about Eddie Hall. I yeah. Think. Or was it just an Eddie Hall documentary, or was it born? No, I think, I think that was just for Eddie Hall. Or what? No, I think that one was where it was following Z, followed Shaw, Mark and Shaw. Hall. I think it was following those three people. No, Thor too. And Thor, sorry, yeah. Thor, Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, forgot. I remember Ooh. that? Yeah. So that was I thought that was a really good one. I always mm-hmm. get amped up watching that. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And then the other one, I forget the other one, but those are really cool on Netflix. If mm-hmm. you haven't watched those, make sure you go on Netflix, give those a watch. I know one of them's Born Strong. I don't know the other one, but it'll I probably pop up. But uh, those are really good documentaries. What's going on with um, West Side versus the World? Anyone know? Anyone know what the hell's happening? Last I heard, you can correct me because yep. you're about to Google, <laughs> that it was only at the Arnold, like around the block at some random movie theater. They shown this movie. Yes, that happened. Yep. And then no one's heard about it since. They That's what I know. They showed the movie. A few people went to the movie. Um, it was sold out all both times. I think you had, had tickets ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they got to see the movie, but I don't think the rest of the world has. So I don't know what's going on, or would they run out of funds, or what? What the hell happened? But I don't know if they got denied movie theaters. Looks like there was like five screenings all in spring, all like smaller gyms, all little places. Yeah, that's about it. Three in Ohio, one in Australia. So if Australia, Utah, South Carolina. If you put out the money to help this thing, do you even get a DVD, or was even out? Is that a thing? Uh, Like, is there any way to watch this album? Sure. I'm is there sure a DVD someone has around a stream here of floating it. around? Somebody call Louie and ask him. But I, it doesn't look like there's like a legal way to get this on right now. No way to get that. Nope. I really wanted to see that documentary, and I don't know what's going on with it. 
I'll it's been really like a few years down. in the making too. Yep. Yeah, like I just if you send me a DVD or something, I'll gladly buy a DVD. I feel like they could be making money selling the DVDs right now. Well, he doesn't charge or anything for his gym or something. Well, I don't think that's not Louis who who made it. It's the other the filmmakers. Oh, I thought it was like a GoFundMe Patreon kind of thing from Westside. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Not, it's not actual Louis. filmmakers yeah. are trying to get it into the movie theaters. Oh, okay. Man, I've been waiting for that to come out, though. Maybe that's why. Maybe they want to try to get it into, like, major film. Probably. Yeah, and then, and then yep. wait, when that comes out, everyone's going to be 100% conjugate program. 100%. 100% conjugate program. They're going to be doing weird shit and bleeding from the noses. And You're going to see 90-pound dudes <laughs> doing, like, good morning banded chained box squats. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of that weird shit at commercial gyms. You're going to see the smallest weight class pilots and come in full equipment. Oh, yeah. 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 It's going to be awesome. It's going to be taped onto them. Oh, wait. <laughs> Children's so, size on a <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about nutrition. Okay. Um, so you're a big guy. How much you weighing in at nowadays? Oh, my God, too much. Uh, 298, I think, was the last time. So you're barely cracking 300? Barely. Oh, you've been over 300, though, right? Oh, yeah, well over 300 before. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to eat quite a bit. Can yeah. Can you that? Is that something you always have to eat a lot, or did you just kind of get up to that weight pretty easily? Or what's the deal? See, you've known me for a while. Harder to lose or harder to gain? Keep gaining. Uh, I wish I could lose weight. You know, you know for the longest time I've been on like a four-year well, cut. I've always known you as a big dude, and you're always kind of dieting or something. I'm, I'm always trying to lose, but I just cannot do it. I don't know why, but. That's the thing. When I was at my heaviest, which was like 320 pounds, that was not intentional. I don't know what happened with that. I just blew up because I was eating rotisserie chicken and cornbread every day. <laughs> I know. It makes sense. I'm just saying at the time, I didn't think it was going to happen so quickly. So uh, you don't need go-mad diets. You just eat cornbread and whole chicken. Whole chicken. good to me. I'll take that. Uh, it was good. It I was. whole pizzas on the way to the gym. Oh. Yeah. I'll get a Domino's. eat the whole thing. That's it's just, it's just out of the way. That's, that's really the gross part. Yeah. yeah I'm the casually on the way. No wonder why I don't train with you. You stink. <laughs> that, and I told you about my calorie shakes. There was like a three-something calorie shake. Before bed. Yeah, before bed. Oh but you don't have God. an opportune time to eat it. You're going to bed after anyway. I mean, you could divide it throughout the day. It slams you. Man. I didn't think oh. of that. That wasn't an option. One that wasn't an option. <laughs> Just like me and not eating rotisserie yeah, chicken. Someone told me that earlier. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and one day we had a White Castle crepe case pre-workout. Oh. I can't yeah, Someone brought in 20 White like. Castle burgers the first time I had it. And we're all eating them. But yeah, I gained 30 pounds in that like two month period because I wanted to. Wow! Shirt, you know? It was like and then and then um, it was Greg who told me, uh, "Why didn't you just get a, a um, um, smaller shirt?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I couldn't <laughs> eat pizzas. <laughs> if I got a smaller shirt, then I couldn't eat pizzas and White Castle before I squatted. Yeah, true. Now I'm bigger than I was. You know, this brings up a good point. You don't like cheese, but you like pizza. Yeah, it's different kinds. Wait, of hold on. What? Yeah, like Parmesan or mozzarella. Those are okay. It's American oh, it depends. cheese? I, I, I'm not the only one. We just had an intern. It's the same exact thing as me. Like, it's cheese in certain scenarios. So, like, it's you don't like American cheese? Scenario. No. So you're a communist? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Glad we got that square to work. You want that red square cheese? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no cheese. Like Parmesan or, or mozzarella. Usually I'm doing Okay, the Italian and me can live with that. Yeah. So, um... Moving past the cornbread or history chicken, what's your nutrition look like now? Uh, now it's a lot more intelligent, thank God. I would probably die. I think we're all a little more intelligent now. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Are you slinging pizzas? Mm-mm. Or did you like evolve I'm, to put the White I'm Castle on the pizza? <laughs> no, I actually, 
Um, shout out to Keto Dolly, really helped me his past training cycle. Every training cycle, I, I try to like pick out something I'm not good at, mm-hmm. and I know can get me better. And nutrition was definitely one of those things. Okay. So he helped me get into like meal prepping and stuff. So, like a day like today, we just had Costco hot dogs because I didn't have any meals prepped. But if I had meals prepped, uh, that wouldn't be a problem. But I've been pretty regular with that and been eating pretty good. Uh, pretty much steak and rice. Not that I'm doing a vertical diet or anything. Yeah, you I'm are. Just, I'm just eating steak and rice because skirt steak's freaking good. Oh, it is. What are you eating nowadays? The whole vertical diet thing annoyed me because ever since I was going to ask you about the vertical. We'll diet. talk about it. I'll gladly talk about the vertical diet. Um, but it started in high school. I would bring either chicken breast and sweet potatoes or chopped meat and rice, and I've been doing it since then. I would always have at least one meal a day where it was a pound of chopped meat and two cups of rice, which is pretty much the vertical diet. He uses whatever, like steak or whatever, but it's still meat and rice whatever I'll talk about that later so now it's usually I'm just trying to get my calories in Uh, going back to the Netflix thing I don't like the documentaries because people are like oh I want to do Strongman oh Orion Oberst is doing Robert Oberst is doing 10,000 calories a day that's what I need to do oh my and they, and they don't realize that's like that's for a video or like Brian Shaw is eating eight thousand calories because he's literally five people. So well, you don't think they do that on the regular? Or you're saying not everyone should do that? Not everyone should do that. Yeah, there's yeah. genetic freaks out there that are six eight and three hundred pounds and they're skinny that probably should be eating like Brian but Shaw. You agree that they they do that every day though, and they they have to. Yes, that's not for show. No, when you're looking at you never know. That's a lot. When you're on YouTube and you're seeing Brian Shaw cooking meals with his kid and he's eating like six pounds of rice, I don't think he's doing that for every episode because at that point he's doing it every day. Yeah, but probably telling him to spice it up a little bit. Probably. But with me, my big thing is peri-workout nutrition. The rest of the day I need work on because I don't meal prep. I usually cook in the morning because I cook breakfast, lunch, dinner for me and my girlfriend. And then I work two jobs. So whatever I cooked, usually from yesterday, I'll bring as my lunch for the next day. So it's usually the easiest thing to cook is just chopped meat. So I'll make a pound of chopped meat, homemade taco seasoning because it just tastes better and I can control the salt, and two cups of rice. And that will be my lunch. Um, And then if I'm still hungry later, on top of what I make for dinner, if I've got to get my calories in, then I'll have more chopped meat. Okay. Or so it's kind of on the fly, I'd say. Like yeah, it shouldn't be. Don't get me wrong. It should not be on the fly. <laughs> this is not ideal. This is not what I would recommend at all, but it's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, if I prep my meals, I mean, you always have them in the fridge, so I grab them and I'll eat them. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of scheduled. Um, and I do have the luxury of being here most of the time. Mm-hmm. I do most of my business you know, through the phone or laptop. So... Um, as long as I have meals prepped, I don't really run into issue. But it's as soon as I don't have prepped meals yes. that shit goes bad real quick. Real, it's, it's amazing how you quick you have to eat. Like you're either gonna buy something that's not gonna be great, or you're gonna eat some random shit in the house that's not good. Yep, it's too easy to go out there and find some shit. Oh, it is. Yeah, like I'm. If I don't get food by this afternoon, I'm probably gonna buy a big sub, <laughs> and with a big sub comes falling asleep after because it has mayonnaise and it has all the shit on it and the bread makes me sleep. And I know it's a horrible choice. Bread makes me sleep. So you pound pizzas <laughs> before you work out. But I know because I'm not going to have food by then. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. I'm not going to point so, fingers. you know, I'm in a, I'm, right now I'm kind of, I'm a ticking time bomb, mm-hmm. let's say. This current point in time, I'm a ticking time bomb because I have no food in the house. 
I always say 12 donuts is my limit because the 13th one makes you feel like shit. So well, as long as I have under 12, I'm good capacity, to go. Yes. You got to build it up, though. Like, start with, like, go with, like, 12 and a half. Work up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just work it up. Bobby didn't raise no chump. That's an, uh, exactly. <laughs> that's a beautiful work capacity. Everyone should aspire to it. Oh, I agree. That's awesome. I eat two and I'm done. Let's go to the vertical diet. Yep. Oh, God, please don't. Because we all want to know what that, because it sounds like you, like many... Kind of sick of that fad. Real quick, too. It's more intolerable than paleo or keto. My big thing with the vertical diet is is that it is nothing new, it is nothing special, and it's being passed around like it's the latest version of the Bible. Yeah. And he recommends basic things. Sleep X amount of hours, eat X amount of meals, but it's not practical. I was watching a seminar he did. I, I might have been with Mark Bell. I'm not sure. And somebody asked him, I work nights. I can't sleep X amount of hours. What do I do? And he pretty much told the kid he's shit out of luck because his circadian rhythms are going to be out of whack and he needs to get this amount of sleep at this point in the day because that's what's optimal. And same thing with the diet. He wants you to eat steak at every meal. I have my own apartment. Uh, I'm cooking for myself and my girlfriend. Uh, I, it's, it's just not possible to feed two people steak at every meal. Like, and then you can't eat eggs because somebody might be allergic to eggs slightly. So he doesn't want you eating eggs. And it's just, it's, he's too focused on optimal versus practical. And I don't like that. So you know what I found out actually about eggs? It's that the uh, egg whites have antibodies in them. Okay. So a lot of people who can't eat eggs can eat the egg yolk fine. So he could put that it's in his a book. A little tangent about eggs that I learned about today. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. interesting because the egg white is there to protect the yolk. And the yolk has the most flavor yeah. and all the nutrients. Yeah, all the nutrition and everything. You get so you don't need the whites, like chicken sperm. Who needs also, that? another quote I heard is, you do the best with what you can when you have it at the time you have it. Exactly. And that's what I don't like about the vertical diet. It's too focused over optimal versus practical. Like I said, I'm huge on peri-workout nutrition. Uh, I think you should have uh, citrulline malate, creatine, and highly branched cyclodextrin uh, intro workout. Can everyone afford that? No. It's expensive as hell. So drink Gatorade or bring a banana. I'm not going to tell you that you, if you can't do the optimal, that your diet's not going to work. That's yeah, insanity. Yeah. That's like saying, like, oh, I can't drive a car, so I might as well not get to work at all. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'll tell you why it's probably so successful, because I remember Stan coming in, did a seminar. That's kind of when we all discovered Larry Wheels. It was the same day he came in. No one who the hell he was. He's a guy with an afro. Uh, <laughs> As they often have. And let me tell you, let me tell you, he did not know how to train triceps for one bit. Like, I don't think he knew what a tricep pushdown was. <laughs> um, but, you know, now he's now he is what he is. But um, he came in that day, and he was talking about nutrition, Vertical diet wasn't out or anything, but he was talking nutrition, and, you know, that guy, he's like, he could say anything, and you're just sold. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in the room sold, just the way he explains himself. He's the ultimate businessman. Oh, he really is. is. Why he's got all the success. Um, he just knows how to, just the way he speaks and the way he markets, just you're sold from the start. Oh, 100%. And that's why it's been so successful, is he just knows how to carry that fire. And make it grow. Well, it certainly was the quality of the book. Did you either of you buy the book? No, no, I did not. It's legitimately is it, so. Is it a book or what? It's just a book that tells you everything. Or how do you buy it? Like, what are you purchasing? Uh, you get it from him, and all it is is like a PDF slideshow kind of a thing with like all this information just shotgunned on the page. 
poorly written out, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be hypercritical of this thing, but for the money, and then you... Like a little PDF. Yeah, and it's like three pages long of just shotgun information, and then he cites some things at the bottom um, to back up what he says, but you can find a study to back up anything. Yeah. I can go find a study that backs up drinking monster energy drinks is going to make my feet explode. Like, having one or two studies, I'm sorry, does not make your uh, argument that much more valid, especially for the money. I find that very impressive that what? he could he could make something so big out of just that little bit. Oh, I I, I thought I got like the wrong copy at first because I got to the end of it and I'm like, oh, it's just loading. It's not just loading. <laughs> it was like five pages long. It yeah. was unbelievable. I, I, I watched his guy. like his ten minute walk on it, and I thought I had like pretty much everything from like soup to nuts to like get everything I needed out. Of it. Yes, yeah. there's nothing more. Oh, and that's another thing: the ten minute walks. Oh, you, with the vertical diet, you have to do your ten minute walks. Yep. But what if I'm at work and I can't walk for 10 minutes? Like, what do I tell my boss? Listen, Stan Everything says i got to go for a walk. <laughs> Be right back. It's like, you can't always do that. I don't know. I think that was one of the greatest things that, that he did, the 10-minute walks, just to get people to move more. Yes. So, like, that, that, I think, is the hugely beneficial part of this. Oh, yes. But it's not like, oh, let me do a 20-minute walk before I have work, 20-minute walk after work. It's not going to be a huge difference in, like, five, 10-minute walks a day, you know? No. Yeah. It still comes down to calories in versus calories yeah. out. Well, how many walks is he saying you should do? After every big meal. Big so meal. three. So you're supposed to do a 30-minute walk in total, 10 after every big meal. So what's a what's a considered a big meal? Like a, you know, a, like a breakfast, lunch, dinner? Like yeah. Like a calorie range in that big meal? Like is this Not really, but if it's a main meal. Mean? Like don't you don't need to take a 10-minute walk after you get like so a like handful of goldfish. Walks a day, but after you're eating. Yeah, after yeah. each meal. Okay. And what's that supposed to do? I always find that that helps me. Like, it, it digestion or something? Uh, yeah, digestion and, what is it, insulin sensitivity? And insulin sensitivity and how you partition nutrients. Uh, like, just from, from like, experiencing, moving around after eating, like, it seems very required. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, we don't all eat well, that much, Benny. Yeah, with the meals that you eat. I'm thinking Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, okay. I'm planning my walk. Let, let's be real. That's probably three of your meals right there is Thanksgiving dinner okay. for the rest of us. Okay. So if you were going to do the I vertical diet, most times I eat. eat your bread and instead of taking a nap, do a walk. Yeah. That'd be you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you could take a nap and then walk. Think about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you'd approve of that. <laughs> Uh, it's not exactly as he said it, so it's probably not approved. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> All right, so no napping. No napping. Continuous walks. Yep. Don't stop. Eat and walk. Yeah, we um, discussed nutrition a little bit, like some of the things you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you focused on, like, the intra-workout stuff. Yes. So uh, what type of things you do intra-workout? You got a shake, special shake? Or- My big thing, like I said, is HBCDs, which are carbohydrates that are in a cyclodextrin shape, mm-hmm. which I can clearly make with my hands. Um, and what they do is pretty much shove nutrients into your muscles. Then I take citrulline malate, one for the taste, and because when it's bonded to malate, it's more effective. Um, I take essential amino acids, because they do everything branch chain amino acids are supposed to do, but they don't do. And then I take a uh, creatine gluconate, because I want my blood sugars and my insulin as high as possible while I'm working out. So, again, if you can't afford all that, because, again, citrulline, to go back to that real quick, that's better than arginine because arginine gets converted and it's not used as much. Citrulline gets turned into arginine and your body can actually use it. So that's why you use citrulline. But 
if you can't afford all that, like I said, you can go and buy Gatorade powder as long as it has some sort of sugar in it. Uh, you could throw creatine in there. You can throw amino acids in there. I would just recommend having some sort of carbohydrate intro workout. That's all. And then you can always go from there. You can always get more expensive, more fancy from there. Mm-hmm. And how much do you think that helps you? Oh, a ton. Um, I've noticed recovery-wise, I can handle a lot more volume, a lot more intensity while I'm drinking this stuff. Even my cardio and work capacity is so much higher when I'm drinking it. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's something we all got to try to. So what you're saying it is, again, you got the highly branched citric dextrins. Yes. You got um, citrulline malate. malate. Um, uh, essential amino acids. gluconate, essential aminos. And that's it. That's it. And that's then it. what do you put them in? Water. Water. I get my stuff. You just put them in all in there. Yeah, I get flavor to them. Imagine, right? No, if you get the stuff from True Nutrition, which I do, because they're third party tested and they're really cool people, um, you can pick out what flavors you want. I always get Corner Candy Store, and it just tastes like generic candy, like doesn't have a very specific candy taste. But with the citrulline malate, the malate makes it sour, so you're getting like a sour candy kind of flavor. It's pretty good. All right, it's like flavored water. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really big on that. Yes. Um, and you said the rest of it still needs a little improving, but yeah. we talked about all that. So what's what's going on next for you? You got uh, obviously you're still competing strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about doing parallels to me? Or are you just gonna keep doing strongman? And what's what's going on next for you? Um, I was supposed to do a strongman meet, but because of certain life things, I wasn't able to do that. Uh, in two weeks, I won't be able to do that meet. But I'm thinking about doing a powerlifting meet. Right now, I'm just in an off-season kind of mode, so I'm doing bodybuilding kind of stuff, hypertrophy, um, hypertrophy kind of stuff, and just generally moving because you can do that within an hour, and I can be in and out and done. Um, but I'm thinking about doing the RPS meet in November. Is that what it is? Yep. It's going to be a little yeah. It's going to be a lot of people going. Yeah, I know. I, every time I talk to somebody, it's like the little old lady at my grocery store is doing interaction. It's like everyone's going. <laughs> I am that little lady at the grocery store. Okay, you are. You're disguised. <laughs> I'm disguised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with his beard, yep. there's a weird lady he ran into you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's cool to see. Has to be your first power to meet. Yeah, it's gonna be my first. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. And you have any strongman stuff on the horizon, or what's going on? Um, right now, I'm going to be trying to change my federation from strongman corporation to united states strongman and hopefully start doing more strongman meets because they're more local based oh okay yeah so there is a different federation there's two right now two mm-hmm. all right hopefully it doesn't go crazy you know powerlifting you know, oh yeah 60 i know it's worse than wrestling it's nuts so two right now mm-hmm. is that doesn't really make a big difference right no uh, strongman yeah, corporations mainly out of new york okay and United States Strongman has like three or four in New York. So that's also what's nice is you got a nice um, unified lead up, I guess, to bigger events. Yeah. Whereas powerlifting is like the definition of a total shit shoot. Yeah. Where everyone's a world champion. Mm-hmm. I look at like I'm, I'm very active now. Instagram's one of our biggest platforms, and I see a lot of different bios, and someone's always a world champion. Oh yeah. And you know, off the bat. It's a nice little federation record you got in some different part of the country, but um, yeah, no real world championships. You know, like I, I would consider if you could put world record in there, it'd be like you set the all-time world record. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 
There's just way too much federation. So everyone's a world champion. Everyone gets a trophy. Even on Instagram, <laughs> everyone's setting PRs. Like, oh, my phone was five degrees out more PR. Or, oh, I sneezed during my set PR. No, you're just watching Jerry G's channel. That's yeah, that's all. true. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy. Someone should punch him. I'll pay for it. No, he's going to listen to this. He's going to fight you. Oh, I welcome it. <laughs> I welcome it. He's going to fight you. All right, we'll film it in the back. Yep. All right. Get down video. I, I got my boxing gloves still. I still got them. Do you still hold your commissionership? Yes, I do. So I, I sanction backyard boxing events, so we're good to go. Uh, we can have a squat depth battle any day. <laughs> we're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much all we wanted to uh, touch on today. We're going to do some other filming, so make sure everyone listening and you check out on our YouTube for some extra things with uh, Nikki the Mammoth. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure, you know, you go ahead and check out the YouTube. If uh, He did some weird things with his hands at one point. You might want to see that. might entice you to watch the YouTube. Finger guns. <laughs> he was doing a lot of weird shit with his hands. You guys aren't going to want to miss this. I'm, I'm very Italian. So, uh, if you're listening on uh, iTunes, make sure and you leave the five-star five star review. Fucking Mr. Miyagi over here. You see it on YouTube, guys. Um, five star review on <laughs> iTunes it, it, it really helps the podcast out We thank you guys very much Appreciate all the support um, You can find um, you know, Obviously me at, at Big Benches At Bench and Benny My personal account um, And uh, I think that's, that's it And then we got what Nikki Mammoth on Instagram Yeah that's it So if you want to follow Nick the Mammoth Or even if you don't want to follow me Just follow him anyway yeah. Check his page out See some cool Nikki, yeah. at Nikki underscore mammoth n-i-c-k-y no i real, not a girl real simple <laughs> real simple and then you know at small arm legs strong but he has a pope so don't worry about following him <laughs> <laughs> all right guys two good friends again uh we appreciate you listening today See? and that is it you've been listening to uh, uh, the bench cast oh, i'm supposed to do that <laughs> <laughs>